0: Grapple pie, raw, 6th of June, let's do it! Hello! Hello and welcome. Um, My name's Daniel Swan, thank you so much for uh, listening. It's Tuesday morning, um, which can mean only one thing. Um, It's time for another delicious hot slice of grapple pie, um, straight from the oven. Um, I say straight from the oven. Raw happened yesterday, so I don't know. It's cooled off a little bit, but it's still good. It's still fine. <laughs> Pop a bit of uh, custard uh, ice cream on that and it'll still uh, taste... Fuck uh... Shut up. Um, so last night, Raw uh, on the 6th of June, emanating um, from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, um, the home of Jim Ross, but unfortunately he's not there anymore. <laughs> He's not there. It would be better with Jim. Oh, with Jim. Um as ever, lots to get through. Um so let's so stop distracting me. Let's just get straight to it. Ooh. Fucking ridiculous ladder promo to start off Raw. Let's have six guys in the ring sitting on ladders talking to each other. It's a credit to the the people who are involved that it was actually Very entertaining, very funny. Kevin Owens is there, so obviously he's going to have some great lines mentioning uh, the WWE Network and saying, that's your plug. That was very funny. Um, Cesaro had a couple of good lines, even though he's just pretty wooden. Such a shame. If he had any charisma at all, he would be the biggest star in the WWE. It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, But yeah, he's still wooden as fuck. Um, Del Rio is fairly standard he's all right but he kind of i feel like he gets a little bit outshined when the other guys are involved when they're so entertaining and obviously the the mvp of this was fucking jericho sitting cross-legged on top of a ladder because he's the best thing ever um and his talk about how he is audacious claim that he won a Money in the Bank match, and was it the first one? Was it the sixth one? Where was it? It was Apple, Apple Appleton, the big Apple. Just fucking just turning into a full-on comedy heel, which I love. I think it's just lots of fun. Um and then it all breaks down into a bit of a brawl. And then who interrupts that? Obviously fucking Teddy Long, who expected to see him back. Um he was he he was alright. He was all right, wasn't he? he? kind of fluffed his line about the longest running. No, no I got I to get it right. Um, but that was fun. That was good. And obviously builds up the SmackDown thing again. Kind of uh, builds up a bit of momentum for that. Um, and then fucking Steph comes out. I... I am I going to... Is this one of the things of interest? Yeah, it is. It's one of the things of interest. So I'm not really going to talk about it now. But mm, good Lord. Um, so she was the only person running it because obviously... Shane was on vacation because you can just take vacation you can just take take vacation whenever you want that's fine that's fine um, and then yeah there's some singles matches uh, made for the rest of the night which is pretty good again these these sick guys just well especially it's if you take out Del Rio and put in The Miz or the, oh, excuse me very gassy although he's fucked off obviously to film his film which is stupid because then that means the IC title isn't going to get defended Champions like 30 day rule. No, fuck off. Um yeah, these guys just they are raw. They are the WWE at the moment. They wrestle every single week, do great things every single week, and it's yeah, just hardest working men in show business. Where's Roman Reigns? Where the fuck is he? Where's Roman Reigns? Where's Seth Rollins? These are the guys who are in the main event. Um but yeah, some uh some matches made for the rest of the night, which you're thinking, yeah, yeah, all of them good. They're gonna be good, gonna be good matches. And the first of these matches is right now so obviously Jericho and Cesaro um, it, I kind of feel like it's difficult to to really talk too much about these kind of matches like TV matches featuring good workers are often like I don't know Cesaro does a lot of the uh, similar things in each match as every wrestler does because obviously they've got a, you know build up their that's their kind of character I suppose their, their kind of physical characteristics uh, are displayed by the moves that they do in the ring and they want to do the same ones all the time and that becomes their signature thing um, and so much of what he does is incredibly impressive the the nip up things the the jumping spinning uppercut things um, the fucking superplex from when the guy's standing it just ridiculously um, impressive things and um, Jericho is always good obviously he's slowed down a little bit because he's in his fucking 40s now let's not forget that also this is a man who's not in the first flush of youth and yet he's still producing good matches it's very very impressive um, it was it was just a fairly standard match that these two would have which is good but not kind of spectacular there was a nasty looking clothesline from Cesar, obviously at the end that I was wince inducing ooh uh, uh, almost took his head off, uh, and then Jericho taps out to the uh, to the sharpshooter. He puts the sharpshooter on well, I think Cesaro. Um, it's it's easy to to think thanks to The Rock that anybody other than a heart who puts on a sharpshooter doesn't do it right. But he uh, yeah he really wrenches it in, which is great. Um, on a little side note, and it's nothing to do with this match necessarily, but it's a shame that in today's WWE, good guys are never allowed to tap out to things. I do think that's a shame because it's. I don't know. If you build them up right, aside from that, then it doesn't become oh they're tapping out because they're a pussy. It becomes they're tapping out because the the submission hold is so painful that they don't have a choice to. Um, surely that's that's what because and then it builds everybody up and everybody looks strong as opposed to only one only the, the good guys looking strong and the bad guys looking weak. I just think because I yeah like surely an audience would not think any the less of Jericho for this match. I think he. he was any weaker because he tapped out to the sharpshooter? I don't know. I just think it's weird. Um, but yeah, it was. It was. Uh, you know, it was, uh, it was good. Good match. Ooh. It was our first uh, Ali tribute um, after this. There was lots of them um, throughout the night, so I'm just going to talk all about them all at once. Um, I thought they were pretty nice. Obviously, um, it could seem a little bit like they're trying to shoehorn in, like just kind of get themselves in a picture of Ali of like at the back, like, Hey yeah, WWE were there as well. He's, But he did seem to be a fan of WWE. He did take, um, uh, a lot of his kind of inspiration for his character, I suppose being the first, well, as far as I know, I'm not a boxing guy, but that, you know, one of the first examples of a, a, a quote character, um, in the world of boxing, um, from, uh, from gorgeous George. And he was obviously in WrestleMania one and he did various other bits and pieces. Um, But it's, yeah, so they were all very kind of heartfelt uh, tributes. The only issue that I had is in this one. And they were like, oh, obviously Muhammad Ali was involved in some of the biggest fights, you know, in history. And it really feels like Rollins and Reigns has a real big fight feeling around it. I was like, ah, dude, like fucking finish your Muhammad Ali tribute. Finish the tribute about the real life person who really died before you start shilling your kind of fictional contest between two characters like make sure there's distinct separation i've got no problem with you doing a tribute to ali obviously everybody wants to uh, pay tribute to him because he was fucking awesome but just 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 separate the real from the fake let's you know let's not use it as a springboard to kind of give more uh, gravity to um uh yeah to a, a main event of a pay-per-view um yeah, was just uh, a little bit, yeah, a little bit tasteless for me. But on the whole, it's pretty good. Obviously, you know, rest in peace, Muhammad Ali. He was, uh, yeah, an incredible, incredible competitor, incredible character, and uh, yeah, as as Byron said, I think very, um, you know, obviously very strong in his convictions, um, in a way that didn't always endear him to the American public. But obviously, uh, time has a great way of uh, changing people's perspective on things. But um, yeah, I thought on the whole, um, pretty good in terms of the tributes, quite heartfelt. Now with the um, Reigns and Rollins kind of promo packages, again I'm just going to talk about them both at once because there'll be there'll be comparisons to be made between the two. Um, Rollins' one um, was really good, I thought, really, really good. Um, I thought the the again it was very it was despite what he was saying it was very much a kind of a baby face promo, as it kind of has been, his entire motivation is very, very facey um, they had the amazing um post-surgery bit where he was still kind of drowsy from the drugs already talking about, you know, day one we're going to take it. I'm like I hope, I hope that he was putting that on a little bit, I really hope that he's not so into it that the minute he wakes up, he's already in character, I'm like, come on dude, like, live a life, this isn't your whole thing, um but, yeah, I, I thought it was good. I thought it was amazing seeing him at WrestleMania uh, this year, not being able to compete, seeing the frustration there and seeing all the kind of fireworks kind of reflected in his face. I thought that was amazing, really, really great um, uh, footage to get for this. Um, he seemed very reasonable, seemed very uh, straightforward, um, very believable and understandable. Um, but it's just as exactly the same as as it was with the Enzo Thing at payback, like just too much footage of him and dicking his knee up. Like I don't want to see it in surgery and stuff. Like is that? Am I completely alone in this? Is is the rest of of the world like desperate to see people? You know where? What? But what moment did the the his his tendons tear and rip into pieces? And can you just show me the exact bent mangy angle of his knee when he landed from the power bomb thing? Like, I don't, I don't want to see it, man. It's really gross. Like, just fucking leave that alone. Um, but, yeah, that's something that they do all the time anyway with other injuries as well. So, um, to be expected. Um, and then the uh, the Reigns one. I don't know. It just, like, I, I, I try and get on board with Roman Reigns. I really do. I don't want to be one of these people who's booing him because it's, you know, popular to boo him. And I think a lot of people boo him too much. And it just kind of ends up being dicky for the sake of being dicky. However, like when you have something like this, when there's a promo package for Rollins and then a promo package for Reigns, it really puts them in stark contrast. And it's it's that it's you know it's that classic thing of like the X factor. It's that that classic kind of imperceptible thing of charisma. You want to watch. Seth Rollins, when he's talking, when he's doing a promo, whether it's a big kind of out in the ring, ah, I've got a appeal to the person in the back row, or whether it's like a videotape thing, and it's all very small and very kind of whatever. You believe him, you want to watch him, he's enjoyable to watch. But Reigns, there's just something about him that is nothing. Just very kind of vapid and empty. Um, and the things that he's saying as well, like the first phrase that he said... Um, ...talking about um, the debut of The Shield in 2012... ...and he said, hands down, it was awesome. I don't think that's a phrase. I think you can say, hands down, it was the best thing, hands... ...like, where there's some kind of... ...could possibly be some kind of dispute. Like, well, I don't think it was necessarily the best. Oh, I think it was the best. I think, hands down, absolutely the best thing they could have done. You can't say, hands down, it was awesome. That's that's wrong. And it's like, this is a pre-taped thing. This isn't live... Tell him to do another take of it. Just think of something else. Um, and he's talking about um, sometimes anger is the best motivator, but he's not showing any anger. He's very passive, very kind of, I, I don't know. I thought, again, like the Rollins one, and, and this is something that WWE does very, very well, and it's one of my favorite things about them because it's more the kind of the filmic side of WWE they do great promo packages really great editing must be so much fun but so much work to put together a really good one but they do them very very well but just yeah the Reigns one was just a, just a poor performance Um so yeah um, I thought they were good I thought they built up the match well they're doing well at building up the match but um, yeah I, j- I just I don't want to watch Roman Reigns do anything it's such a shame <laughs> Then we get to uh, then we see Lana, and we get to play the game of How big's her accent gonna be this week? Where on the scale of 1 to 10 will she be? Um, and in this one, it was pretty heavy. Uh, I think last week, or maybe the week before, she was barely at a 2 out of 10. It was just pretty American with a slight twang, which I don't have a problem with, because it's like, you know, if you live in America, it's the whole thing of... Oh, I'm getting into comics now, but whenever you see cartoons of, like, Colossus, the a Russian X Man, and he's always got the oh yes, Dad, this is very bad. I wish the little bit. You're like, you've lived in America for a long time. Let's cut down some of that accent a little bit. But this one, she was always with the rolling of the Rs. It's ridiculous. Uh, And then Rusev comes out for uh, a match with Captain Jack Swagger um i love rusev's entrance i mean i love rusev anybody who's listened to this um on numerous occasions knows how much i love rusev for some reason he's not necessarily the best worker he's a good worker not necessarily the best i just think he looks great um and i just love the character of the big kind of fucking bear russian bear guy who's he's zangief essentially and maybe that's what i love about him um But his entrance where he just jumps and just shouts, I just think that's such a simple thing, but um, works very, very well. Uh, And Titus O'Neil, who um, got into a bit of a to-do with Rusev last week, is on commentary. He's not very good, except when he's talking to um, Byron. Um, He claimed that Rusev had talked a lot and walked a lot, which I think is, um, maybe he was going for um talks a big talk but you know that's that's not what he said that isn't what he said um this is a pretty short match um swagger i don't know there's something weird about him He's a very gangly very strangely built human being um he did a, a not amazing power slam but for the moment part it was it was good um and then uh he got the uh what's it the the patriot lock or whatever the ankle lock uh on him and uh rusev managed to get out and i just fucking loved that i i love big kind of choreographed kind of character moments in wrestling matches i think they're great so the moment where they're both outside the ring on opposite sides of the ring and it's just fucking lock eyes and i like oh my god i just, I just want to kill him and they ran around the ring and did the double clothesline i thought that was absolutely brilliant um, really, really fun, like ridiculous, ridiculous spot. There's no way you'd think that the person was running towards you without doing a close line, and yet both of them just went headfirst into it anyway, which is great. Um, and they uh, kind of got up, and obviously Rusev uh, won by countout, which I thought was nice. You never see a win by countout um, these days, and I thought that was um, I thought that was pretty good. Made sense for the match. Um, obviously, you're not going to want that on a pay per view, but on TV, fuck it, it's TV. Who cares? It's free. Um, And then uh, Titus comes in, and um, the Americans beat down the Russian. That damn Russian. I wonder if Rusev feels bad that every single feud that he's in has to feature the fact that he's not American. I don't know. I just think like surely there's other stories you can tell other than I'm a big Russian guy and you're American. Uh, Except for Kalisto, of course, which was just a big guy little guy thing. Uh, maybe I don't have a point. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I thought this was a decent match. I thought it was p- uh, pretty good. Um, continued the thing with Titus O'Neill um, and potentially Jack Swagger. I don't know whether they'll go for a triple threat um, for Money in the Bank, but um, yeah, yeah, pretty good. Not too bad. Enjoyable and just fucking Rusev matchka. Who doesn't love that? Not me. I fucking love him. Um, John Cena. Um, I feel like again, it's it. I don't want to be dissing Roman Reigns too much um, because I do want to like him. I do want to just get on board with it and just because it's not changing, and so it's like either you stop watching or you just fucking get on with it. Um, but. When you have John Cena out here, who a lot of people dislike for similar reasons to Roman Reigns, it's because of the way that he's booked, like a Superman that's not interesting. I think you need, you know, you need good bad guys. You need the good guys to struggle against the bad guys and then finally overcome, blah, blah, blah. So you need that. And so it's the booking that makes people who dislike Cena, dislike Cena. Um, The same as Reigns. However, now that we've got Cena back, he is in direct contrast to Roman Reigns in that he fucking knows and it's it's possibly just because he's a lot more experienced but experience is a good thing like you should Roman Reigns should have more experience at this stage this is this shows what difference experience can make because Cena fucking knows how to work a crowd Cena has charisma He is like Reigns but with charisma I've written here like Reigns but with charisma um and he's, yeah, he, he knows how to cut a promo. He knows how to say things in the middle of the ring that make people believe him and get on board with what he's saying. Um, obviously, he is a different character to Roman Reigns, but I don't know. Uh, he, and then obviously he calls out... Um, AJ Styles he directly mentions the Bullet Club so that's the first time that that's been directly mentioned so I don't know whether that's going to continue or whether it was just John Cena saying fuck it I'm I'm John Cena I am WWE I can say whatever the fuck I want um, so he mentioned the Bullet Club um, AJ Styles mentioned John Cena burying people um, after they wrestle so that's a, like you know kind of breaking the fourth wall as well I thought it was a great promo um, very simple very straightforward but two good promo cutters um cutting promos building up the match both of them look strong at the end of it just great really really good very enjoyable nothing more to say winner winner chicken dinner <laughs> enzo and Cass uh, versus the vaude villains um obviously the vaude villains didn't have uh, an entrance which is seldom a good thing um it was a pretty short match um early decent but not not a lot happened except for um Aiden English trying to repeat the injury spot um, of how um, Enzo got injured in the first place which was phenomenal like how much better do you want a heel team to work like that's that's amazing heat, isn't it? Let's. I'm just gonna try and injure him again. I'm gonna give him another concussion, uh, which makes sense that how uh, Big Cass then comes out and goes a bit nuts and causes the DQ. I would have preferred it if it was like he was choking him, and he didn't respond to a five count. I think that's more of a legitimate reason to be disqualifying somebody as opposed to just oh he's beaten, he's beating him up, um, unless he did the five count from. Him entering the ring because he wasn't the legal man. I don't know. I thought that was a bit weird. Um, or was he the legal man? I'm not sure. But yeah, it did. Like I get, I like the kind of he's going crazy and he hates the vaude villains and you know he causes a DQ. But I just think the manner that it was done could have been a bit better. Um, but yeah, Cass is being pushed big man. Somebody in WWE loves him, aka Vince McMahon, aka because he's seven foot tall. Um, and as I say, you can't teach that. There's, you know he could be the best wrestler in the world could be the worst wrestler in the world he's seven foot tall Vince loves him um but yeah, good showing by the Vord villains I think um I thought that was great heat that they got in a very very short amount of time um and this was similar to another very very short match that happens later on there was a little that did it a little bit worse um later on it was a little bit worse not a lot of heat on it um fuck it let's just talk about it now actually let's let's just jump the timeline around what is this memento fuck it yeah um tyler breeze and fandango um and the golden truth um now this was a this was a match again very very short barely had anything in it at all um and again thrown out through a dq um nothing happening but it's and the match just wasn't there wasn't a lot going on Wasn't a lot going on. There wasn't a huge amount of heat in there. It seemed like it kind of set up for another Teddy Long thing coming out, which was fun, and everybody likes Teddy Long, but then it's kind of taking the mick out of these guys, and it's like, oh, let's make it a tag match, but then it's like, no, it's not going to be a tag match, which seems a little bit disappointing, a little bit kind of Chekhov's gunny, like, don't say... Don't mention something if it's not actually going to happen. I don't know. I thought that was a bit weird. Um, But what I will say about... No, that's going to be a thing later on. So that's fine. Um, Yeah, so two very, very short tag matches. Both thrown out for disqualifications. One is slightly better than the other. Alberto Del Rio and uh, Sami Zayn promo in the back. Del Rio starting off saying, "Oh, you know, with his little, oh, you're gonna do this." Or you I can't even remember what he was saying, but he was being all smiley and all kind of smug, and I was like, "This is brilliant, yeah, fucking, why not?" And then he changes, like, "No, you're a dog, you're a paper boy," and then just went kind of serious straight-faced bad guy, which is much less interesting. Um, So if you're listening to this Alberto (laughs) Del Rio, and I'm confident that you are, um, stick with the smiley thing. Stick with the smiley, smug, arsehole shitbag. That's much more interesting than what you're doing at the moment. Which then went into uh, another thing backstage with uh, Steph standing there and then Teddy Long coming and playing his music from his phone which I fucking loved I thought that was a lovely little touch um, and then he suggests the fatal four way match for the tag titles Steph agrees and claims that it's hers oh you gives a shit <laughs> Del Rio versus uh, Sami Zayn. A good match. A little bit awkward at the beginning. A couple of exchanges didn't really work out. Um, but it built up quite nice. It was it was clearly <laughs> going to be a short match because both of them, like two minutes in, were making it like, oh my God, oh my God. It's really, oh. so, like a move and then a rest and then a move and then a rest. But it's it, I think that's good. I think that's good because it makes a match seem longer and more important than it actually is. Um, I don't like that the backstabber is just another move now. That's I think that's a really good finisher. And that should remain as a finisher and not just be a a kind of a signature move that it's not a surprise that people kick out of. Um, Especially when his actual finisher is just fucking bollocks. It's stupid. Like, why would the person be holding themselves up so that they can receive the the thing? Obviously, there's a huge amount of suspension and disbelief required to, to get on board with wrestling, but that just takes it too far, doesn't it? Why is he holding it? Oh, annoying. But yeah, this is a good match. This is a good match. I'm just confident that we're I'm getting on. I'm fucking rambling, as ever. Um, so I'm trying to get through these quickly. But yeah, Del Rio, backstabber, should be a finisher. Stupid finisher, whatever the fuck it is, stomp, shouldn't be a finisher. But good match. <laughs> Dean Ambrose, Kevin Owens, good match. Um, they had a promo before it that was pretty bland and not particularly interesting. Um, but the match was good. Um, ko stole Byron's headset and was about to say something, and then Dean smashed into him which I thought was lovely uh, again kind of building on the fact that these are guys who've feuded in the past there were some nice kind of reversals of their very kind of telegraphed spots um, which I thought was good um, I always think any time somebody jumps off something and somebody catches them before they touch the floor is absurd like I, it, when, whenever Cesaro does it it's ridiculous whenever uh, and in this one Kevin Owens caught him from a suicide dive through the middle ropes like that's a human being. That's a human man, an athletic human man who's probably pretty tall, taller than you probably think because he's in the WWE. And just catching him, like let's give credit where it's due. There, that's uh, ridiculous. It shouldn't be uh, a thing that exists. Um, yeah, uh, and then Ambrose comes back with the dirty deeds at the ends and, uh, and the end and wins. I I don't like the dirty deeds. I don't think it's a good. It's a double arm DDT. It shouldn't. Uh, I don't know. I like his kind of setting up thing like oh I'm going to go for it and then someone can block it I think that's a nice way of going into it but um, yeah I, I feel like it was a KO had all the momentum and then Ambrose just came back and hit his finisher and, and pinned him at the end which I thought was a little bit a little bit of a shame but overall um, good match yeah Charlotte comes out and her, cuts a fucking promo that's weird I don't I don't understand it like I get that they're trying to Build towards having some. I assume a tag match at Money in the Bank: Charlotte and Dana versus Becky and Natalia. But what the fucking point? What was the fucking point of this segment? I've got no no idea. She comes out first and she says that she's sorry to Rick, but that she's she wants to she wants to be friends with him, but just not. Like, oh, you're dead to me professionally. Or is this... No, you didn't mean that at the time. Like, why are you apologising? As a heel, why are you apologising? What's the point of this? And then it makes Dana look stupid because the faces make very good points about Charlotte ditching people. And she just... Yeah, but I want to beat you up. So that doesn't make sense. The brawl wasn't great, at least initially, because everyone's wearing high heels, which means you can't brawl in high heels, obviously. Um... There was just no logic to it. Like, yeah, it ends up in a brawl, so obviously they're going to fight each other. But fucking what uh, really annoys me, Charlotte has been booked so poorly, I think, this year. Um, not in terms of her winning or losing matches, but just the way that she's been winning matches. The the Ric Flair thing came out of nowhere. If she's going to be going it alone, which I think is a good idea, then what the fuck is Dana Brooke doing there? Why is she there? What What's going on with that? Why does she need somebody else? Like you are telling two stories either she is strong enough to go on go alone or she isn't just pick one or the other either one's fine but just pick one um, i thought this was a yeah i thought it was a terrible segment although i will say in dana brooks defense her like samoan driver thing was the best one that i've seen a lot of the other ones have been a little bit weird and awkward but this was the best one that i've seen that aside this was a this was a fucking show of shite. fucking shite. I only really want to talk about the main event um, now but obviously there are a couple of other little things but I'm just going to fucking barrel through them because they're all toss. Backland and Young like if you're going to do this thing which A, you shouldn't but if you're going to do this thing put them in the same room but if you're going to do this thing even in the way that you're doing it commit to it and make a different one for each episode for each Raw and each Smackdown make a separate one don't repeat them Because, these, I mean, they're shitty enough that they can't take that long to write or conceive of or make. It's just like having Darren Young react awfully to a fucking old, bewildered man who's got weird hand things and doesn't, like... They must take fucking 40 seconds to write. So just film seven of them in a row, and that'll do you for the next three and a half weeks. And then just... Because it just seems like not only are they shit, but they're repeated. Bullocks. Bollocks. Um, good that they're plugging NXT good that they're plugging NXT um, takeover the end for this went for tomorrow um, which I'm really excited about and uh, I want to do I think I'm probably going to do another grapple pie um, to talk about that because that's um, yeah I think going to be really good Um, and well done them for for trying to build that up trying to get a bit of uh, a few more eyes on that one and then the shining stars nobody gives a shit guys so why don't you just leave us all alone please it's your main event um which was great i thought new day coming out doing a fun promo of course it's a fun promo it's always a fun promo with them because they are just having fun i say it every week and it remains true every week if you if you let the the superstars be creative with their own characters and you let them have fun and feel like they're cre- creating something and have creative freedom then they're going to be having fun and when they have fun it comes through in the character massively um i thought it was great obviously to to have the kind of two on three dynamic um but it didn't you know to to make it so that woods didn't just get bitched out he went nuts um, at the beginning took out AJ Styles took out someone outside the ring I thought that was really really good um, but then yeah to have that three on two thing works very very nicely um, because then it's you know it, it's always the thing with with kind of screwy finishes and like little gym, like DQs and count outs and oh well it's actually going to be three on two um, because we beat someone up before the thing like on TV I think that's absolutely fine because then all of that all that does is place the, the question in your mind but what if but when it was like three on three, who would win then? What about that? And that's what you have at the pay-per-views. That's when you get your definitive answers. So TV should really, you know, there should be winners and losers, absolutely. But I think having a, a huge element of tease involved in it, I think can only only serve to, to um, work well. Um, because it just builds up that anticipation for as long as you, again set up the expectation uh, and deliver on the expectation that at the pay-per-views there aren't going to be screwy finishes there isn't going to be a lot of in- interference all of that kind of bollocks um, you're going to get decisive victories and losses at the pay-per-views then TV you can you can jimmy around with it a little bit more and it doesn't matter so much um, but yeah I thought this was really good um, I thought um, this was the best that I've seen Anderson and Gallows um, I thought it, was, it, it kind of broke down very nicely um played out very well everybody looked strong going into it and coming out of it the new day did well in spite of being a man down but then obviously they did lose which makes sense because of the numbers advantage it, it yeah it, it worked it made sense and then at the end you get Cena coming out um and so everybody leaves happy um yeah i thought this was a, a really really good match and a, a fantastic way to to finish raw absolutely well done all concerned Three things, three things, three things of interest. Who won, who jobbed, also the match of the night. Right, three things of interest. Thing of interest number one, Breezango. They had a, a promo, a little segment backstage before their match. That was funny. It was a funny segment. They they um, said they should get all their hair shaved off their body to make them more aerogigantic. gigantic um, Fandango says, oh yeah, it's just science. Breeze says, "Ah, oh, science! I've heard of that. Just amazing, just fun. And I really want. I really, really want Tyler Breeze to be a bigger thing than he is. Um, I don't know whether it's necessary because I didn't watch a lot of NXT from back in the day, so I, I haven't seen him have an amazing match. Um, I think it's probably more from seeing him up, up, down, down, and uh, breaking ground that he seems like a nice guy. And if somebody seems like a nice guy, I want him to succeed. It's the it's the kind of it's the kind of nice guy I am." Um, and I'm, have thought for a while that his gimmick with the, it was, all he did was look in the selfie thing. And I think, yeah, that's a fine kind of gimmick. That's a fine little accessory, but there needs to be more to it than that. There needs to be more of a character there. And by make, by him and, um, Fandango saying, right, we'll be really kind of into our looks, of course, but we'll also be really stupid I, that just adds that extra little level that makes them a, a, more of a full full character as opposed to just a two-dimensional thing. Do you know what I mean? It's um yeah, so I'm really really pleased that they've done this and I really hope WWE gives them a little bit of time to go forward with it. Um and it, it immediately makes them far more entertaining than the Golden Truth. Um which is which is great. Um and I think they should be allowed to, to continue and, uh, and become a proper tag team because um, I think they could be good. Um thing number 2. Steph Are you a heel or are you a face? Because it's been for the last couple of weeks. There's, you know, now that we know that she's got a book coming out later in the year, they've been trying to seemingly turn her face because then, you know, oh well, this then people will want to buy a book more. People aren't going to want to buy a book if she's a bad guy, um, which is stupid. But it seems like what they've been doing. So she's been kind of being a more of a cool person and more reasonable and hanging out with Shane and oh, she's fun, which I hate. Can I just say that straight off? Absolutely hate that. Um, she only works as a bad guy. I think um, she's not nice enough to work as a good guy. And any attempt that she has to, to work as a good guy is super cringy and awful and terrible. So don't do it. But then in this episode, she's back on being a being a bad guy, calling Terry Lo- Teddy Long pathetic when he's just a, he's just a little old man in a big floppy suit. Um, She's having a go. She's taking credit for his ideas. She's definitely a bad guy. Definitely a bad guy. And last week she's having a go at Charlotte for whatever, which is stupid in and of itself. But that's like she's a good guy. So they need to work out: is she a good guy or is she a bad guy? And just fucking stick to it. Stop doing this kind of halfway. Roman Reigns is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Kind of stuff. Like we need to have fewer of those people, not more people. Like people should be aware of what they're how they're supposed to be cheering. Whether they actually cheer like that. Is a, you know a, a different matter, but just pick a character and stick with it. There, and then number three is pretty much the exact point, but with Roman Reigns, like the the overriding thing that I had watching his little build up um, package for the Seth Rollins match is just who is he? What's his character? Is he is he a cocky guy? Is he a confident guy? Is he kind of an affable, easygoing guy? Is he a really angry, aggressive guy? Like th- th- there's no there's no strong character that is Roman Reigns, and I think that more than anything else, I think that is what hurts him because John Cena shows that you know he has his kind of you know whatever his character is of being you know he's he's a bit of an angry guy uh, and he's always very kind of he's like an American, he's always angry and proud of his country and you know, very he's eager to tell people that he doesn't give up and he's all, you know bluster and bravado and he doesn't back down from a challenge and um, you know, he's, he's a kind of a, an archetypal good guy, but now hopefully it seems like they're bringing him maybe he's, you know, considering himself one of the elder statesmen there's all the new guys coming through and he looks at himself as maybe a slightly older guy so that, that kind of fun thing so he has a character whether you like the way he's booked or not he has a character in a way that Roman Reigns doesn't and I don't know whether that's because he doesn't have any charisma or whether he just genuinely doesn't have a character but I think that's a big issue that they need to address because uh, yeah watching that video you just think who is he that's that's the most important thing in a, a wrestler and they always talk about it on breaking ground they talk about it you know everywhere is When you're in the ring, everything that you're doing, everything that you're saying, however you're acting, should tell the audience, this is who this person is. That's why it's always a bit over the top. That's why it's always a bit pantomime-like. Because you've got to show the people in the back seats who your character is and what your character is, whether you're a good guy, whether you're a bad guy, whether you're like this, whether you're like this, whether you're like... Um, And Roman Reigns doesn't do that, and I think that's why... that's why people don't like him at the moment, as well as the booking. It's a, it's a, it's a double, it's a double uh, barreled hatred. Double barreled hatred for Roman Reigns. Um, and then quickly, winner of the night, uh, I think, was Cass. Um, WWE seemed to be very, very hot on him uh, at the moment. He destroyed uh, both of the vaude villains, really, which I don't think is necessarily the right thing um, because in order to make that tag team. Um, a viable tag team or a, a beatable tag team, um, then it needs to make. Then it's inevitably going to make Enzo look even weaker, which is not necessarily the worst thing in the world. I suppose because he's a great talker, so he's always going to be able to get over anyway. But I just I think they should worry about making him too powerful. But for this week, I mean he. Yeah, absolutely destroyed, and they made him look like a beast, which is great. Um, The loser um, is a collective loser for the first time. I couldn't distinguish between all of the women who were involved. No, it's just Charlotte and Dana Brooke, really. They were the losers because their segment made no fucking sense. Um, They looked stupid. There was no um, justification or reason or rhyme for it. Um, It was just a load of old toss. And, uh, yeah, it, it, I could barely get through it. It was a real kind of very close to fast-forwarding. Uh, and the match of the night, as it should be, was the main event. Um, it was fast-paced. Um, it was exciting. It was entertaining. It had a good storytelling um, aspect to it with the three-on-two. Um, uh, the finish was clean, but then there's some shenanigans afterwards that got the crowd back. Everybody came out of it looking strong. Um even Xavier Woods, who got injured, he, even he you know, looked like a badass before he went out. Um, yeah, I just thought it was great booking um, and a good job from all. So, uh, yeah, match of the night, main event. The world makes sense. And there we go. Um, another Raw comes to a close. Like I say, I'm probably going to try and get um, a an NXT TakeOver uh, grapple pie up because I think that could be a very tasty show indeed. Um, but for now, uh, do you agree with what I... Th- Um, said do you disagree with what I said do you have your own thoughts Um, absolutely get in touch Uh, as I constantly constantly say on this show I don't know anybody who likes wrestling so uh, please somebody talk to me about wrestling I'd love to talk to to you specifically about wrestling so please get in touch Um, on Facebook facebook.com forward slash the Daniel Swan on Twitter or Instagram at Palugin P-A-L-O-O-G-I-N um on the website danielswan.squarespace.com or even just send me a good old fashioned email at danielswan41 at gmail.com thank you very much for listening I hope you come back and listen to um, the next one which yeah will probably be uh, possibly Wednesday night probably Thursday morning um, but yeah until then this was another slice of grapple pie my name is Daniel Swan thank you so much cheers cheers